Well, as we have been telling you all week, we are going to get both angles of this Big 12 championship game. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And before we get to our guest this week, I want to uh, take that moment to thank you for listening, to also ask you to leave a rating and a review on the podcast. And then when you do it, send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail. Yes, screenshot it. Your rating and review on iTunes to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and then a koozie is coming your way. Thanks so much, guys. Let's get to it from the OU perspective and say hello to Chris Plank of the Sooner Sports Podcast, also with SiriusXM College Sports Radio, and 9 to 11 weekdays on Sports Talk 1400 in Norman. All right, Chris, OU is looking for a sixth straight Big 12 title. Uh, how does this year feel different, if at all, uh, compared to the previous five Big 12 championships this team has won? Well, probably because there is not the potential of ending up in the college football playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> at least unless they get a lot of help at the end of this one for now. Um, but it's uh, – here. well, I mean, there, there's the obvious answers, Pete. You know, the, the, the COVID issues throughout the season that everyone has dealt with and everyone's had their issues with that. But just from a, a, a pure football perspective, you know, this is a team that has really, 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 really had to battle through some adversity. You know, it's uh, – they started out the year one and two. You know, they, they lost their first two conference games after winning their non-con against Missouri State. And to be honest with you, you know, they lost a Kansas State game that they had no business losing. They were up 35-14 in the third quarter that game and um, blew a three-score lead. In fact, they, they, they had a three-score lead on a couple occasions during that game. So, to me, this is different because of the adversity this team has had to overcome that isn't necessarily just related to – uh, one side of the football. Typically in years past, it's, all oh, the defense isn't playing up to snuff. Well, their defense won the game against Baylor uh, two weeks ago when they last played. So this team is trying to do something that has never been done in the history of University of Oklahoma football. An OU football team has never won a conference championship after starting conference play 0-2, and they put themselves in this position because their defense has been you know, a borderline elite at times this year. And because Spencer Rattler has really started to play within Lincoln Rally's offense and he's not turning the football over. And yeah, Ramondre Stevenson has helped out a little punch that, uh, that running game. So it's, it's different for, for many reasons, but to me, it's just because this team has really overcome some adversity this year. I know we can't do this, Chris, but you know, you brought it up there with this defense, the way it's playing. If you put this defense with, you know, Baker's last year or Kyler Murray's year, I mean, that's a team that, that possibly plays for a national championship. How much thought have you given to that yeah. with how this defense is playing? A lot, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> with you, quite a bit. You know, and, and maybe more so. You know, I, I think in, in these parts we, we view – so let's see, I, I go backwards by quarterback. So Jalen Hurts was 19, uh, Kyler Murray was 18. So uh, Baker Mayfield's 2017 season, I think, is the one with the way that it progressed that we kind of view as the one that got away. Yeah. Uh, especially thinking back to that Georgia game. Oh. You, know, if you have you have maybe one stop in that game, and it's a completely different story. So, and, it, it, and, and trust me, you know, I, I know that Alabama jumped out early on the Sooners in that Orange Bowl game in Tyler Murray, but if you know, I think if Kyler Murray had this defense, we're having a much different conversation. And, you know, it's unfortunate 
because a lot of the guys that have been difference makers on this defense were there last year when they got smoked by LSU, but it's, it's a different world. You know, it, it, it really is. It's a credit to Alex Grinch. Uh, it's a credit to these guys buying in. There's a, a couple of individuals who have really stepped their game up to another level. You know, got a guy like Isaiah Thomas who is playing out of his mind. He was a role player. And now, you know, this year he's the candidate for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he's been healthy, and he's playing great football. Ronnie Perkins has been an instant jolt of energy. They're getting a lot from Perion Winfrey, the JUCO transfer defensive tackle. And their linebacker play has been really steady. Uh, so it's just it, – it's really – you know, there, there's those moments in sports, and I love having these conversations, Pete, the what might have been, what could have been. You know, what what would have happened if uh, um, Reggie White never signed with the Packers or what <laughs> would have happened if Aaron Rodgers was actually drafted ahead of Alex Smith. You know, it, those types of conversations. And I, there, there's a lot of them in Oklahoma Sooner football country. What would have happened if Quentin Griffin would have redshirted his freshman year and had four years of eligibility? What would have happened if DeMarco Murray – didn't get hurt in the Big 12 championship game against Missouri and was healthy for their showdown with Florida. You know, what would have happened if, you know, Adrian Peterson hadn't chosen Oklahoma? Well, you can add what would have happened if the 2020 Oklahoma defense led by Alex Grinch would have been on the field for Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray. Uh, that's become one of the great what-ifs in college football for Sooner fans. Yeah, no doubt about it. Now, this defense with Alex Grinch, you know, uh, what what has it has has really been the difference this year? You know, last year he was getting some criticism because it was not immediate gratification. But clearly, right. I mean, that side of the ball is in such a different place than it was at the end of the Mike Stoops tenure. Why is that? They're getting pressure on the quarterback. I think if if – if you want to boil it down to the simplest thing, they are getting pressure on the quarterback and it's constant. You know, it's not, here's my comparison. I am Pete, a diehard tried and true cut me. I believe silver and black Raiders fan. And you watch them get shredded every single week. Why? Because they don't get pressure on the quarterback. When did they play well against Kansas city? When they did what? They got a little pressure on the quarterback. Well, the first time around, the first time around, mm-hmm. they get around, not so much. So that's what's happened here is, you know, I, I mentioned, I mentioned the, the Ronnie Perkins, the Isaiah Thomases. You know, we, we mentioned the Perrion Winfrey, but you even look beyond that. Some of these young guys, the Nick Benito, who I think is, he missed the last game because of COVID issues, but I think he's in that battle for the top sackers in the Big 12. You, you look at names like some of the young guys, the Brendan Walkers of the world, um, Marcus Stripling. These are all Russians who are just constantly getting after the quarterback. Those are the outside guys. And then the inside guys are just getting a really good push. So uh, to its simplest, the, the, the low-hanging fruit, the easiest way to put it, Pete, they're getting pressure on the quarterback, and it's constant. It's not in waves. It's not, oh, hey, they got great pressure that first drive, and they didn't on the second drive. They, they've been getting home with their, with their attack. And they haven't had to do it with an exotic blitz, right? You haven't seen uh, – I don't think that you would see a lot of sacks from the secondary. This year, you know, majority, mm-hmm. and, and in years past, that might have been the case. It's like, wow, that safety has four sacks. Well, they they had to go out and use safety blitzes. You know, your sack leaders are your defensive linemen. The interior, the tackle for losses are coming from there, too. So they're getting home with their front four and their backers, and that's been a big difference for them this year. The so, biggest difference. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's Chris Plank, a Sooner Sports Podcast. He's joining us. So, Chris, then if, if you look at this Iowa State team, this game, you know, we know that Iowa State won the first matchup. Uh, they've certainly been playing well lately. I think these are two of the hottest teams in the country right now. What, what concerns you the most about what the Cyclones bring into this game? 
everything. They're a good <laughs> football team, man. Yeah. Uh, and they beat them the first time around, so they have that confidence. I thought, I thought Lincoln Riley said it best on Tuesday during his press conference when uh, he said, listen, this isn't a bunch of Rudys. You know, this isn't some Cinderella story of a group of guys that came out of nowhere. This is a good football team that, what, four straight winning seasons? That's the first time that's happened in Ames since the teens. And I'm not talking 2013, 2014. I'm talking 1916, 1917. So Matt Campbell isn't just, I mean, this isn't lightning in a bottle. These are, these are really good players. And it's guys' names that we've been talking about for a while. You know, outside of Brees Hall, Brock Purdy's been their starter for three, four years. Mike Rose, I feel like he's been in my spotlight every year whenever we play them. You know, they, their safety, Greg Eiling, has been around for a long time. So they've got, they've got guys that are, are just really good football players. And I can remember, you know, it's, Pete, you've covered this conference for a minute now. You know, there were days whenever Iowa State was up there at the free space on the bingo board. You know, yeah. you're, playing, you're playing Iowa State. It's like, oh, we got to win here. But, you know, since Matt Campbell took over in the time that he's been there, he's built a winner. And, you know, when Oklahoma lost to them in 2017, I can remember we went back in 18, and, you know, David Montgomery, uh, I can't remember if Montgomery had left earlier, if he was still there in 18, and Hakeem Butler, and we thought, Hey, once these guys turn pro, once David Montgomery ends up in the in the NFL, which he did, and he's on the Bears now. Hakeem Butler is, you know, he's working on his drops in the NFL, but he's gonna he's on a, a, a roster now. So we thought once those guys graduate, okay, it'll be back to the old Iowa State, and it hasn't been. And and Brees Hall might be better than all of them. Yeah. And Brock Purdy's being talked about as a guy that you know could be an NFL quarterback if he can you know continue to progress. So. Yeah, what concerns me about Iowa State? Um, everything. They're, they're, they have very good players. They've been able to establish their running game. They're able to fool your eyes. They use a lot of motion on their offense. And what you know, what they've done defensively, they've kind of challenged the entire Big 12 in kind of how they've started defending teams. And they've gone with that umbrella defense. It's like, okay, you try to run the ball on us, and we're going to stop you. We're not going to let you throw it. And they've done a really nice job of it. So John Hecox's done an incredible job as their defensive coordinator. Matt Campbell's done an incredible job as their head coach. And, as you know, there's a lot of Sooner fans, and, and, and this isn't a knock, but just that confidence is we're going to get them this time around. It's Iowa State and we're Oklahoma. That ain't going to be enough, bud. You know, you've got to go out there and you've got to have a um, – you've got to play one of your best games to beat Iowa State on Saturday, and we'll see if the Sooners are up to the task. I know their preparation has. They've had great practices leading up to this. That's awesome. So uh, it appears like the COVID issues are over and done with. They'll use it full strength. So so what does this game come down to? And I don't know if – I don't want to put you on the spot yet, Chris, if you made that prediction for yourself this week. But how does that – how do you think it plays out here? And what's it come down to? You know, it's kind of wild, Pete, that you think about it. You say, oh, yeah, no COVID issues. And then the next thing you know, you have one bad test. And you're like, what in the world just happened? But, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm sitting in my car as we talk. As a knock on wood if I can find any wood in here. Their COVID <laughs> issues have been solid. You know, the, the university doesn't release football-only numbers. What they release is uh, they release numbers across the board, right? They The entire athletic department. So those numbers look good. I think it was like a 3% positivity rate. Uh, 3% positivity rate in the athletic department. So that's good, you know, compared to what was like 9 or 10% a couple weeks ago. So the numbers look good. That's a positive. The, the bad in this is I don't know about Austin Stogner, their tight end, who has been a major part of their offense in the early part of the season. Uh, he got hurt in the Kansas game late, and we haven't seen him since, and I don't know if we'll see him on Saturday. So uh, that that would be the one injury that I think we'll be keeping an eye on come Saturday in the Big 12 championship game. But this, to me, comes down to who establishes the run. You know, who establishes the run and who doesn't turn the football over. 
Uh, if Brees Hall is able to run for a, a buck fifty or more, you're in trouble. But if Ramondre Stevenson on that, that other side with T.J. Pledger and even maybe Seth McGowan, if they get things going, Oklahoma uh, could roll in this game. I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I think it's going to come down to the closing seconds. Uh, I think Oklahoma's going to pull it out, but I don't think Iowa State's going to make this easy. You know, this is since the recreation or the reinvention or the reintroduction of the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma's made four straight trips. You hit it off the top. They're looking for their sixth straight Big 12 championship game. And I think it's a credit to the diversity of this league that this is their fourth different opponent. You know, they played TCU the first year, Texas the second year, Baylor the third year, and now you get Iowa State. And one thing that's been constant in all of those previous three games is that there's been a big play defensively for Oklahoma that's changed the game. They had a scoop and score on the first play of the game uh, offensively for TCU by Caleb Kelly against uh, the Horn Frogs. They had the safety by Trey Brown against Texas. And last year, Trey Brown uh, made an incredible play to save what could have been the game when he touched down for Baylor when he chased down Chris Mims from behind. So uh, keep an eye on a big-time defensive play late by either team to potentially win this game. Well, we can't wait. And he is Chris Plank, and he does a great job with Sooner Sports Podcast down there in Norman with Sports Talk 1400 and Sirius XM College Sports as well. Chris, thanks so much for the insight. Really appreciate it. And enjoy the game on Saturday. Thank you, Pete. I appreciate you having me on, man. Have a great rest of your week, and happy holidays. Great stuff there with Chris Plank. Really appreciate his time. Sooner Sports Podcast. Be sure to check him out. And um, as you close things out, please take a moment. Leave us a rating and a review. Send me a screenshot of that rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we've got a free Heartland College Sports koozie. Coming your way. It's our way, my way of saying thank you for listening and leaving that rating and review, which does help this show grow each and every week organically because of you. So thanks so much, guys, and talk to you soon.